Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network presented as always by BetMGM. We're going to dive into some college football. Pam Maldonado coming up in a few minutes, of course, from Yahoo. And we'll dive back to the NFL Week 11. we got late afternoon games touched on, including a big game between the Cowboys and Vikings in the NFC. Some primetime games as well. So a lot to get to um, here on the show. Let's keep going with the NFL. We'll get to Pam. We'll throw the college football in an hour from now. Contest picks with Paul and, and Joe, who, uh, you know, hope Joe's on the men. He's been uh, not feeling great this week. But get you next week, Aaron, together, the three of us and Paul, we're going to be at BetMGM National Harbor, which I can't wait for. That, our next show, how about this? Just think about this for a second. Our next show we do together actually will be in person. It's kind of weird. I can't, I can't wait. You know, it's yeah. like old school radio. We'll all be together. <laughs> it's going to be weird. I'm excited for it. Can't wait to see you guys in person. You know, have some fun. Watch some World Cup. Little Monday night football. Um, you know, we're gonna have, we're gonna be hanging out after. You know, talking to fans and listeners who will be at BetMGM Sportsbook. So it'll be a good time. We'll be and at I did... tap tap room. Is that what it's called, where the show will be? That sounds right to me. Uh, I think yeah. that that's what it was. And I did see the news yesterday quickly that uh, Maryland a Mobile Sports Betting will go live on Wednesday. So we'll lead, like, right into that. Obviously, you could come to BetMGM at National Harbor and, and, you know, put a wager in there. But Mobile Sports Betting has not been live yet in, in Maryland. It's not legal yet. But it will be on Wednesday. I, I love that, like, we're going to, like, be the last shows to do shows there right before it all kicks off for the Thanksgiving weekend. So that's cool. Every time a new, another state jumps into this, it's just, I mean, and I'm, they all should be there. I'm happy uh, for the, you know, folks in Maryland. They don't have to drive a, across to Virginia now to place their bets. They can actually just do it in the comfort of their own home. So right. um, it's exciting. I mean, I, I've been spoiled living in a state where you can do mobile betting. I, I just now cannot imagine not being able to do that. I know. I mean, like, especially like you, you see something you want to go. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine having to drive somewhere instead of just I would quickly be so on my frustrated. phone. You yeah. know, you see some good value and it's like, oh man, I got to jump in the car so I can go place this bet. No. <laughs> yeah. A few years ago, I, I forget when it all switched over in New Jersey. So I, I lived in New Jersey. Now I live in Pennsylvania the last four years. But when I was in New Jersey, it was legal there first, I believe. And like I, I would then I would drive to work in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and like I, if I would cross the bridge, I'm like, oh no, I can't put this bed until I get back home, or like you know, get back across the bridge. So it's it's great that it's going to be mobile in Maryland coming up on Wednesday. We're looking forward to our shows out there. All right, let's dive back to the NFL here, Aaron, and we got a big one on Sunday, late afternoon game in Minnesota, and it is the Cowboys and the Vikings on Sunday. Cowboys obviously off a loss where they struggled and gave up a big lead to the Packers. The Vikings off of a very emotional win to come back from the deficit they were down in Buffalo to win. And we're looking at a road team favorite. Dallas, one and a half point favorite on the road in Minnesota, 48 and a half on the total. I mean, it's just, it's rare that you have a team that is as good record-wise as the Vikings as a home favorite, uh, home dog this late in the season. It just, I mean, it almost never happens. In fact, I believe the last time we had a game that kind of fit this bill where a team was this big of an underdog uh, despite having this high of a winning percentage this late in the season 
yeah, I think it was 2015. That remember that Panthers team that went 15 and one and made the Super Bowl. They were an underdog uh, late in the season, and they were at home. They were underdogs to the Packers. They won the game outright. So it's just rare that we get a team as good as the Vikings record-wise, Aaron. That is an underdog in this game. I know it really is, and it makes you think. Like, I guess you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the second half of the season with the Vikings. But they keep finding ways to win. Um, you know, they're proving doubters wrong, but still. A lot of people still think this team is possibly fraudulent, you know, so we'll see. I mean, what in this matchup, what's interesting is, you know, what bothers Kirk Cousins the most? It's pressure. pressure. And, the, and the Cowboys can get some pressure. Um, I, I looked at uh, Kirk Cousins' INT, speaking of uh, INT parlays, it's only minus 109. Not too shabby. So uh, that's pretty good. I'll be on that for sure um, in this matchup. But um, what about Dalvin Cook? Do we think he could have a monster game? I saw his prop at 79 and a half. He could. Um, he, he could certainly have a big game. And one of the injury notes, you mentioned the uh, the pressure. I mean, this, this plays into Dalvin Cook too. But Christian Darrisaw, the left tackle for the Vikings, he's a concussion protocol. He was at practice yesterday, but he was wearing one of those red non-contact jerseys. Mm -hmm. That means he's, he's obviously not clear for contact yet. That might be this game. I, I, I don't know if I could put a bet in until I know if Darisaw is going to play or not. You mentioned it, Aaron. The pressure gets to Cousins. He does not handle pressure well. And if the left tackle is out for the Vikings, how are they going to handle this pass rush of, of, the, of the Cowboys, specifically Micah Parsons? I don't know if they can. That might be the game right there. Uh, and yep. I'm, you know we'll see how the Vikings handle because they have another game coming up on Thursday. They play uh, Thanksgiving night against the Patriots. So, you know, are they more cautious with some of their guys that are banged up? I don't have a strong play on this game. I, I could see this going either way. I don't like laying points with the Cowboys on the road. Dak's not playing his best football right now. I lean Vikings getting points. I would tease the Vikings up. If I had to do something with this game, I would try to find a pairing with the Vikings. I think they are within when it's one and a half, tease them to seven and a half. I, I like the Vikings to keep this within a touchdown. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, the Vikings have been in close games, so it wouldn't shock me if they, you know, win this one. Um, but it's, I think it's a tough position for them too, especially if the left tackle is out. I'm going to be on props here. I'm staying away from side or total. I am looking forward to watching this game though. And I do hope my guy Kirk Cousins throws an interception. Yeah, we we have a pretty good interception parlay cooking here right now. We got like five days with like. One more note. So just taking a look back at last season's game, which was the Cooper Rush, Rush. Uh, game. Yeah. So Dallas did hold Justin Jefferson to two, just two catches for twenty-one yards. Ceedee Lamb had Woo! a big game. So could look at those. It's interesting how Jefferson with more you know, stuff on film for other teams to look at and guys bodying them up a little bit more. Like, we've seen he can absolutely explode, but it's a little bit more up and down this season as opposed to, like, a consistent threat. So, although it looks like Anthony Brown was the guy who was on him for most of last year, and he's been in the concussion protocol for Dallas. So, it looks like I think they expect him to play, but that's something to keep an eye on, too, of looking at Jefferson props, matchups, anything like that. I wonder if we're getting to the point after last week if Kirk is just very comfortable now throwing it up. 
Like, you're not totally open, but you're Justin Jefferson. I'm giving you a shot, which I think will lead to more overs for Jefferson, but probably more interceptions for Cousins. If he's throwing to coverage and expecting his guy to make the play, he's probably going to make a lot of plays because he's a great player. But we also could get some more picks for Cousins, who has a decent amount already this year. I think he has eight interceptions. Yeah, I think Cousins, I, I could see him definitely having an INT in it. I found a minus 109. And I'm also going to be on Dalvin Cook over 78 and a half. At, okay. um, it's minus 113 if you shop around. Yeah, Cousins has eight picks, and he's got two games of multiple picks. So he's got four clean games and then the other five uh, not clean. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. All right, let's hit the Raiders and Broncos. A game that is just, I mean, two teams that are just, this might be a disaster. I mean, but both these teams are trending towards Disasterville. Vikings, as we Broncos, minus two and a half, 41 and a half on the total. I guess someone has to be favored in this game. So we're going to give the favorite to the Broncos, who have obviously the better defense. But did you, did you see the story? Yes, I guess it was yesterday or two days ago it came out that Russell Wilson is apparently calling out Seahawks audibles and no one knows what he's talking about. Like, what wow. is that? Wow. Can't be doing that. You know, I'm glad you brought up our guy, Russ, because yeah. we've been talking about interceptions. I like him, and it's plus money. Mm. Russell Wilson, interception, plus 110. The Raiders have two pretty good pass rushers. Um, and last week against the Titans, the Broncos' offensive line gave up six sacks and eight quarterback hits. I don't really have a lot of interest in this game, but the Broncos' offensive line is a story. They are banged up. So maybe we can look at some props or how we can exploit that here. So how about this quickly before Paul makes his point in this game? The pass rush for the Raiders feels like the story of this game. Can they get to Russell Wilson? Because I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback fall off a cliff like this with getting away from pressure. Do you know how many times Russell Wilson was hit last week? 17 by the Titans. It's the most a quarterback's been hit in the NFL since 2006 in a game. And remember, that's what he used to complain about all the time when he was in Seattle, and now it's happening again. Oh, my goodness. Can't well, he can't get away up. anymore. He can't get away. He's just like – it's it, his decline is, is precipitous. Um, so but that's a big deal. on the other side, Sertain's going to be locking up Devontae Adams. So I really don't know what the Raiders are going to do. I mean, this is just well, a gross I game. I mean, run the ball up the middle. Maybe it's a Josh Jacobs. His prop is Maybe. 77 and a half. Well, so interesting you brought that up, Aaron. I do think that the one thing the Raiders do well, the only thing they do well, is run the football. The, from pro football focus, they are the number one graded run offense. It's the only thing they're graded number one in. Well, the fir- and they're first in adjusted line yards. And if you look at the last game, it was a Josh Jacobs game between these two teams. Uh, 20 t- 28 attempts, 144 yards at 5.1 per clip, two touchdowns. And that Denver defense, 20th in rush DVOA, 23rd in adjusted line yards, bottom 10 tackling grade. And here's the other thing with that. This is the time of year people start making business decisions. And when everything is falling apart as it is, and Nathaniel Hackett said, someone has to win this game. Oh, like, yeah, can that you too. imagine just being inside <laughs> that locker room? Like, And granted, the atmosphere is not any better in Las Vegas, but for some reason, I actually kind of like that the world is burning, Derek Carr is crying, I kinda, and like the owner is – you're seeing stories that the owner can't even buy out Josh McDaniels um, because of their financial situation. I don't know. I, I know. I don't know why, but I just I kind of like the circle of the wagons probably for like the seventh time this season. 
but for the Raiders spot, and I just think every there's no hope. Like everything is crumbling in Denver. And how about this? They have scored more than 18 points twice this season. And if they had scored 18 points in every game, they'd be seven and two. So, so that's the other that thing up. that's got to wear on their defense. Yes, and that's that you get the friction there. So yes. the Broncos are number one in the NFL in points allowed. If I told you before the season that they went from who was their quarterback last year? It was Locke and Bridgewater, right? Osweiler and Bridgewater. Or Locke. Osweiler. Locke. They're all the same yeah. guy. They've been the same guy for like 10 years. Yeah. If I told you they went from that to Russell Wilson and they went from a defensive coach to an offensive coach and they were number one this year in, in, in uh, points allowed, wouldn't you have just said they're going to win 12 or 13 games? Like number one in the yeah. league of defense? And they're going to win six. It's, it's mm-hmm. remarkable how bad their offense has been. I might use the Raiders as the pairing for my teaser with the Vikings. Maybe tease the Raiders uh, up to eight and a half. Yep. I mean, are the, are the Broncos going to win this game by 10? Are they going to beat anybody by 10 points with that offense? No. I so I, I like that. A Raiders exactly. up, Vikings up as a tease here. All right, let's quickly hit the Rams and the, uh, and the Saints because we have a little bit of time left in the segment. Rams and Saints on Sunday, three points is the number. Saints minus three. We're getting Andy Dalton at the starting quarterback for the Saints. The Rams. So we have Stafford practicing. It sounds like we're getting Stafford back. Oof. I kind of like the Rams if we have Stafford back. And I mean, I actually hate both these teams. I mean, these I teams mean, are terrible. Who's going to lead this Rams receiving core? I don't know. <laughs> and the Saints have Aronic? so many injuries. And the Rams pass rush, they've got some guys. Uh, the offensive line for the Saints is totally banged up against the Steelers. They just did not look good. And then I wonder what that conversation was like. I mean, I guess they're going with Andy Dalton. Doesn't seem to be a lot of confidence there. Meanwhile, the I mean, Eagles have their number one pick this year, which might be a top five pick. Like Sean Payton knew what he was doing getting out at the right time. Um Andy Dalton laying a field goal or more. I mean, I there. I think we got four and a half in the contest. So look at it again before we get to contest picks. I am morally obligated to take the other side if I'm getting more than a field goal going gotcha. against Andy Dalton. Yeah. So I will. I'll be on the Rams. Um, and at a field goal, like it, you can't feel good about it. I mean, th- the Rams. That offensive line is a mess as well. Third worst pressure rate allowed. Offensive numbers are just bad all the way around. Their defense is still pretty strong, and the run defense is still top five DVOA in 10 over the past month. So if you're forcing Andy Dalton to beat you, fine. Like, okay, I'll take my chance with the Rams, I guess. And, Aaron, as you mentioned, that pass rush. Still still got some guys there. Yeah, this is one of those games where if I see I mean, the list just keeps growing, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Should we make this a round robin, or is this going to be a straight uh, parlay? Because if it's a straight parlay, that could be a big price for us. Hold up. Who do we have? Uh, Stafford, yeah. Russell, Cousins, Zach Wilson. I kind of like Heineke, Josh Allen. Heineke, Heineke, Davis, Allen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this feels like a round robin. Parlay it might be a little too rich to get eight guys to hit an interception for us in the same day. But I like it. And we still have some game. We haven't even got to the Baker Mayfield game. That's next. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. It is Beck UL Daily right here, as always, on the Beck UL Network.